Welcome to Grieving Insomniacs. I am your host, Christy Haberman. I am glad you're here. Thanks for being a part of our community. A few disclaimers before we get started. I am a licensed therapist. However, this podcast is not to be considered mental health therapy or counseling. It is for entertainment purposes only and is not associated with my counseling practice, Christy Haberman Counseling Services. Thanks for showing up. Welcome to Grieving Insomniacs. I am your host, Christy Haberman, and I have Kai the Wonder Dog here in the background. She's sleeping again. So if you hear her snoring, that's who that is. Or every once in a while, she turns over and you can hear the clanking in the background. She likes to be here to listen to the podcast. I'm not sure why. She likes to keep me company. So today we're going to talk about grieving ourselves. So for the last couple of years, that has been a major part of my own grief process. And I think it's something that we need to bring attention to. And, and maybe it's something that's only unique to grieving moms. I'm not sure. I just know that when my son died, I lost myself. I lost who I was. I lost my position in the world. Up until that point, I was pretty naive. I was thinking that that anything that would happen in this world wouldn't be able to take me down. And I was wrong because Christopher dying took me down, took me down hard and took me down fast. And as I talked in the last episode about this major epiphany I had a couple of weeks ago when I realized that the person I was, I mean, I cognitively knew it, but I don't know that I had ever experienced it as acutely as I did that day. And over the years, I've been mourning myself, but I don't know that I took it very seriously. Like I mourned myself in relation to Christopher's death. I didn't mourn myself in terms of the secondary losses that I experienced. And I really think that we need to put as much effort into mourning what we've lost because our children die as we put into mourning our children. Now we're moms and we are trained and we are socialized to put our children first. So the idea of taking time and energy into mourning yourself, for some may be like, oh, it's not possible, it's not possible, I have to focus on my, focus on my child. But the reality is, is our children need us to focus on us too. Many of us still have living children, we have living relationships of people that we need to engage back with. But I also think that we really need to take the time to mourn ourselves. And in mourning ourselves, we're really honoring the changes that came about in our life when our loved one died. And those changes are not positive, at least for me, they aren't. Some of my values have changed. I mean, that's very much true. I've become much more spiritual. I was never very religious, but I've become much more spiritual because my son died. 
but there are some parts of me that I really miss. And I'm thinking that it's now time to pay attention to those things about myself that I miss and to give myself some time to adjust and more in the fact that I won't be that person anymore. And I've talked many times about my rose-colored glasses. You know, when an unexpected tragedy happens, your sense of self in this universe is really rocked. It's rocked to its very core. And I believe their anxiety is a natural result of that. I talked about it in many episodes about the different ways that anxiety has impacted my life. And it is true that I had anxiety before, but not to the level that I have now. And I firmly believe it's because I've learned not to trust the world. I mean, that's a side effect. And part of mourning ourselves is understanding how that trauma and I don't care if your children died after a long illness, there is still a traumatic effect on that. And mourning ourselves is understanding the impact of that trauma on ourselves. I miss sleep. I don't know what it's like to go to sleep and sleep all night. I miss sleep. I miss not waking up with bad dreams. I miss not being triggered by listening to music. I miss so many things. But I got to say the one thing that I miss the most is my ability to be in the world. My ability to connect with other people. My ability to make friends wherever I went. I was funny. I was humorous. I was, (laughs) I'm a nice person. I've been told over and over and over again that I have a good heart. And I know that is true. I've met many people from many various walks of life. I'm kind of like a chameleon. I can fit in anywhere, or I used to. I don't anymore. And I miss that. And I have decided that I'm going to actively mourn that. And I'm going to take the time to honor, honor who I was. So Christopher was the same way. Christopher was the class clown. He was always making people laugh. Babies loved him. He had that same sense of compassion that I have for another human being. He went into nursing. So I could see how him being a nurse, how he channeled that. And I had a dream one time. It was kind of funny. 
And in my dream, I took like a, for lack of a better word, a roller coaster. That's what it was. We all got on this little roller coaster. View. We went up, up, up. And I ended up in a hospital. And it's like a two-way mirror. And I'm walking down the hospital. But it's like, that. I mean, I have this hospital going on. I'm walking down the hospital. I look to the left. And there is Christopher in there in surgery. And our eyes meet. Oh, okay. So I knew in my dream that I had come to visit Christopher at his work on the other side. So he's still working in a hospital. The dream goes on that I kept trying to get to him and I couldn't get to him. We all know what that symbolizes. It means that he's still not really accessible. And then they put me back on my roller coaster to go come back down to earth. And I put a lot of stock into those dreams. Christopher had that same sense of compassion that I had. And so I think in honoring myself and mourning that part of myself that can't connect with people anymore, it will help me honor that peace that's still alive in Christopher in heaven. Or wherever he is at, I'm not sure. I say heaven because it's a universal term, but I don't know that I believe in the whole Christian heaven. I just believe that they're all over there living different lives than they lived here. But I have discovered that in mourning that part of myself, I can actually still stay connected to Christopher. Because I think he would understand. But I also know that he would say to me, Mom, I need you to not necessarily move on, but I need you to heal from this. He would tell me that I have a lot of work left to do here on earth because I'm a healer. That's what I do. Every day at work, I'm not necessarily a counselor anymore, but every day at work, I believe that every interaction I have with another human being can be healing in some way. And that's how I try to live my life. And my son would tell me that I have a lot of healing of other people to do. And we all know that story about if you're on an airplane and they say put on your oxygen mask, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then put it on your child. Well, the same concept applies here with mourning. So you have to mourn yourself too. And so this is why I always ask my questions in my podcast. What do you mourn most about yourself? What did you lose in relation to losing a child? I lost my sense of humor. And I'm really mourning that here lately because that was a way I really connected with people was through my sense of humor. And I laughed all the time and I miss laughing, that belly aching laughing that you do. 
I miss that about myself. I'm not that person anymore. Because I don't find the world very funny anymore. So I'm going to mourn that. So how am I going to mourn that? So there's several things that you can do. One, I'm going to do some journaling. About a year ago, I think it was a year ago. I can't remember what triggered this. But I have kept journals all of my life. And I started to panic a little bit thinking, what if I die? What if I die and my son has to come and clean out my house and he has to read all of my journals? I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm burying them suckers. So I burnt them. So when I go to journal how much I mourn myself, I'll burn it right after. But also, in the Lakota culture, they believe that smoke or tobacco is your prayers being lifted up to heaven, to the Creator. It's to a certain degree I believe that. So by the burning of the journal, I'll be releasing it into the universe where it can be healed. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to change anything. I am not saying that by mourning this, I'm all of a sudden going to have that part of myself back. I'm not. That's where the mourning comes in. Because then I have to accept. And there was a long time I was very angry about it. I was very angry about it. Because I wanted to be that person. Now I'm not so much angry about it, but I'm moving into the acceptance stage. That accepting that I'm not going to be that person again. And I have moments. I have moments. Sometimes I think I have to move away from South Dakota to start all over again to be the person I want to be. And that, that may be true. Because the people here are used to me being a certain way. I can tell you that the people that I knew from my past before Christopher died would not recognize who I am now. In fact, I had that experience last year going to Louisiana. People didn't recognize me. And I wanted to talk about my grief and they didn't want to hear about it. It was quite the depressing trip, actually. There was no understanding about it. And I'm sorry, I know people out there lose their parents and they lose their, you know, they lose their spouses or siblings, but it's just not the same. I just don't think it's the same. But I don't know, I haven't lost a sibling or a parent. Well, I did, I lost my mom, but we all know about that. Um, it's just not the same. And I was never one to feel safe in the world with my parents. So that won't, that aspect won't necessarily change because I've never really felt safe in the world. I always knew I had to make my own way. So I'm all right with making my own way. I just wanted my sense of humor to go along with it. And I miss my ability to have relationships with people. And I don't know if that's something that's unique to me or if you all have that experience. 
but I was so hurt so badly by my family, by certain friends, by the people that just disappeared out of my life that I don't feel like I want to take a chance on anyone. And that's a bad place to be. But it's a safe place to be. And I don't know if that'll change. I think that when it changes, I'll make a podcast about it like I'm doing now. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to journal. And then I'll burn it. Send the smoke up to the creator. And then I'll just use my instinct from there because that may not be enough. So I'm probably going to have to do some meditations. Like the meditations that I do is that I like visualize myself. So in this respect, I would visualize myself saying goodbye to who I was before. And so I have a particular, as soon as I talked about this, I have this picture in my mind. So if this happens to you and you're talking, thinking about creating um, a similar kind of ritual for yourself, whatever image pops into your mind, you have to trust it. And that's what you go with. So I had a particular image pop into my mind when I said that. And it's actually me hugging a younger version of myself and saying, I have to let you go. I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about it, but that's kind of the way it is. And then you say, thank you for all you've done to me, for me up to this point. And I'm sad to see you go. And then you watch that part of yourself walk away. And then you cry and you be a little sad. But then hopefully there'll be peace. And you do that as often as you need to do it till you start to feel some peace. So it's a very cognitive, emotional process. And it's also a spiritual process. And then you'll need to do a meditation to welcome the new you. Because the new you is valuable. Like, don't get me wrong. The new... I have more courage now than I've ever had before. I have survived the worst. I have... Doing this podcast has changed me in so many ways. But one of the ways is that it has really given me a lot of confidence. So I feel like I have confidence and a belief in the world that I know I can do great things. And I just have this sense of knowing and I just know that I have to trust it. Well, that only came about because Christopher died. So I'm going to welcome this new person that has yet to discover all of the strengths that came from having my son die. But I'm going to welcome her. And so I'll do a meditation another meditation, welcoming the person that I see inside my head. I have a very particular idea of what she looks like. And I will welcome her and then incorporate her into my life in meditation. And then I'll move on to possibly drawing. I don't know what the drawing would look like yet. I'm not very good at drawing, so it would have to be symbols, um, colors, 
I might do a memorial to who I was before. But it, I, I might do some painting. And through this process, when I get to the other end, I'll have mourned who I was, and I will have welcomed who I am. And throughout this process, I'm not, nothing like, nothing about missing Christopher is going to change. I'm still going to miss Christopher every day, every day of my life. I still miss talking to him. I still miss being connected to him. In fact, I had this interesting experience today. While I was watching YouTube, while I was cleaning house, I'm a bad YouTube addict. And I saw the Steve Harvey show with Teresa Caputo. And she was doing a reading for this lady. Except it was like it was directed at me. It was the craziest thing. And I just felt like... So I must preface this story by saying, I just come in from outside and saw a blue dragonfly. The dragonfly was the same color as Christopher's eyes, this deep, clear blue. It was so beautiful and it stayed there. Let me take a picture. And I just knew that that was a sign from Christopher. So I just had this sign. I came inside, I was watching YouTube, while I was cleaning house. On comes Steve Harvey and Teresa Computa. And so she's giving readings to people in the audience. And this lady stands up. And Teresa says to her, so your son wants you to know that there's nothing you could have done, that he was still going to die. So she says, I understand that. And then Teresa says to him, well, and also he wants you to know that when he, you wear that sweatshirt of his, that that's him right beside you in spirit. And I'm like, oh my God, is she talking to me? Like I'm looking around the room going, but those are things that I do. I thought I could save Christopher, you know, like my very presence there. So if I had been there, I would have known he had died unlike those other yahoos that were in this room. But I've had many readings that say that's not true. By God, I want it to be true, right? You just want it to be true. But I do have a sweatshirt that I wear. I put it on my Instagram if you want to see what it looks like. And I wear that to honor Christopher. And I wear that when I want to feel closer to him. And there was one other thing, and I can't remember what that was, but I was like, wow, that reading could have been for me. And I was like, so what's the connection between seeing the dragonfly, seeing this on TV, and having it make me think of Christopher? And it's just another sign that Christopher's telling me he loves me, and that he misses me as much as I miss him. And so, as a result of Christopher dying, I also have this undeniable faith in my ability to stay connected to him. 
and it's made me very spiritual. And I don't even realize it. We talked about that in the last podcast, but I don't even realize it. But that is one of the consequences of Christopher dying. I'm not sure it's worth it because I would have preferred to have Christopher on earth, but I can't control that. I can't control that. So I would encourage you that while you're mourning for your child, to also take into consideration mourning for yourself, mourning for who you once were, mourning for the innocence you don't have in your faith in the world anymore. And to create ritual, I'm a huge believer in ritual. Create ritual that will help you honor yourself honor your missing child and create a stronger bond between the two of you because death does not take our love for our children away nor do i think it takes away their love for us i think that supersedes time there are studies out there that said someone in the future prays for someone in the past and it does have an impact i'm not sure how they measured that but i've seen research out there like that So time is not linear. I'm not sure it's circular either. But I know they can feel our love and I know we most certainly can feel theirs. So as you go through this process of mourning for yourself, I would just make sure that you follow your own instinct and intuition. Like there's no right or wrong way. Just because I told you about how I'm gonna do my meditation doesn't mean that's gonna be the right way for you. So you're just gonna have to go with whatever you see inside your head because that's the right answer. It's not what someone else tells you. That's not, that's not how that works. This is an individual process. For me, writing, for some people, the art comes first and the writing second. There's all kinds of different things you can do to mourn yourself. So I really encourage you to take the time to do the work. Invest in yourself because you deserve it. We all do. We have survived the hardest thing there is to survive in this world. And we don't have to live there. But we can take our children and the love we had for them into the future and honoring ourselves at the same time and honoring what we've done and what we have accomplished. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you would like and subscribe, leave me a message on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, I have an Instagram, Grieving Insomniacs. I have um, Christy Haberman on Instagram. I also have my webpage, ChristyHaberman.com. I have the ability to leave messages here on my podcast. And I would really like to know, are you missing yourself? What have you lost because your children died? Have a great week. Have a happy Labor Day.
This is Christy and Kai signing off.